Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Coach Speak. I'm Matt Seidel, along with fellow hosts Derek Seidel and Josh Trope. Derek, Josh, been waiting for this, man. Before we bring on Andrea Cabana from Michigan Premier Basketball, I need to know, have the two of you come to the realization that you got outmanaged by the old guy during our all-decade dream draft a few days ago? I think it's safe to say that the public spoke, and uh, that is not the case. I, 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 I'm pretty sure they agreed with what we all know to be the truth, that I had the squad, and that Derek was, was you know, nipping at my heels. You know, you know I, he had a good team. Not quite good enough, but a good team. Oh, man. I, I don't think people are analyzing this deep enough. I mean, the defense we could have out there, we got the best rim protector in the whole player pool and Jalen Johnson. We got long guys all over the place on the perimeter. We could switch. We could run some drop coverage for sure. Little guards to shoot pull-up jump shots. Oh, man, we'd have you guys beat for sure. People just don't understand. Yeah, it, it, this, is, this is so messed up. You guys are referring to – Josh is referring to that Twitter poll. I mean – most of my most of my people, my peeps, they're on vacation right now. They're they're, they're radio silence. They're not on Twitter this week. I, I just I don't think the real basketball fans were were taking part in that Twitter poll. So I think it's kind of some skewed data, so to speak. Uh, and I, I still am going to live with this. The fact that I got James Kelly with my sixth pick and Mike Lewis with my seventh pick, guys that really could have been up in the top of the draft. Uh, I think that was the steal of the draft, but. Um, I'm gonna leave it at that. You know, regardless the draft we held, it seemed uh, it seemed to be well received by our audience, and that's really what it's all about. We would be remiss not to mention that the draft was actually Derek's idea, one that he came up with while running the track one day. So, needless to say, Derek, you should keep working out and coming up with ideas for us. Um, <laughs> Might have been a little self-serving. I think Derek thought it was a chance for him to get picked, and and, and, and then it kind of backfired out of what he realized he was not going to make any of these teams. Yeah, I was I was pushing for the bigger roster so I could get in there, but oh well. <laughs> Neither of you guys had the guts to draft yourself. I was a no-brainer not to draft myself, but you guys <laughs> didn't have the guts to do it. So, you know, I thought the really cool thing about doing the draft, too, was reconnecting with some of the, the actual players who we drafted and even some of their family members. My favorite correspondence, to be honest, came from uh, Ypsilanti's Tristan Simmons, who I haven't heard from in years. I'm not even sure I've ever talked to him. He got a hold of me on Instagram, but he was drafted number 10 by Derek. He had no problem with where he was picked. He just couldn't believe that his coach, uh, Ypsilanti Steve Brooks, was not selected to coach his team or at least one of the teams. I thought that I thought that was hilarious. I couldn't believe it either, to be honest with you, Tristan. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, hey, let's uh, let's move on to our special guest. Okay, we are now joined on Coach Speak by Andrea Cabana, who is the club director for Michigan Premier, a girls basketball organization that is opening eyes not only across Jackson and Washtenaw counties and the state of Michigan, but also the entire Midwest region. This past season, Michigan Premier put together 10 teams, ranging from fourth grade all the way up to its open gold squad. And those teams were comprised of more than 90 players and 18 different coaches. Andrea, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. So how was that, uh, that well-deserved Lake Michigan vacation that you recently spent with your family? It was nice. Really always very nice and relaxing after being gone the whole month of July to just kind of take some downtime and sit on the beach, you know? Absolutely. 
Hey, Coach Caban, this is Derek Seidel. Uh, so I know you have been the head coach at Grass Lake High School for four seasons, and you've been running Michigan Premier for that same amount of time. But what was your basketball background prior to 2016? Um, prior to 2016, I, I played high school basketball. Um, I, I wasn't a you know college superstar or anything like that. Played at Western High School, actually. And then just started getting in the coaching with my kids as they grew up and uh, different teams, both my daughter and my sons, um, and then just eventually decided that, you know, there was really a calling in Jackson County for, you know, a program that was serious and was going to be able to get kids to the next level. So um, it just kind of evolved from an enjoyment and a love of, of being in the gym and, and working with kids. Okay. So, you know, I'm thinking about that. Like, I just looking at your, your credentials. So let's look back. It, it's 2016. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about this. You're just sitting around. I guess you, you, you have an epiphany that uh, let me take over the Grass Lake girls program and go 75 and 17 in four years and also start up an AAU club that's churning out scholarship athletes left and right. Cause that's basically what has happened with you. And no matter how you look at it, that's a, that's a ton of success. Did you see all of that coming or were you just in the right place at the right time? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, honestly, with the Grass Lake program, I came into that situation and, and the program was already running very, very well. You know, we had a great youth program already um, kind of up and running. And um, a lot of the girls that were coming up through the high school ages at that point were kids that I had worked with previously. So I knew them and, and knew what they could do. So it made my job um, very easy. And then, you know, with Michigan Premier, I'm a big believer and actually Grass Lake Varsity as well. I'm a big believer in surrounding myself by people that, you know, are better than me in many, many areas. And, you know, together as a team, we, we work to produce good things. So it's not just me. I have assistant coaches and, you know, other head coaches within Michigan Premier that, that are just absolutely incredible. And, and they certainly deserve as much, if not more credit than myself. Yeah, and we're going to definitely touch on, on some of those folks uh, as we progress here. But your inspiration to start up the Michigan Premier, it was just really a need or was there, was there more to it than that? The the group of girls that I had worked with or had coached since they were, you know, in fourth grade were coming into that high school, you know, that ninth grade age group. And they all had, you know, big dreams and big goals of wanting to get to the next level. And, um, you know, I know that in past years, other girls in this area, including my oldest daughter, had left Jackson to go to Lansing or to go to Detroit to play on AAU teams. And um, I just didn't really think that that was necessary. I felt like we have, you know, plenty of talent in the Jackson area and the surrounding area to build teams that are, you know, just as good and just as talented and compete at the highest level and, you know, and also obtain those college scholarships to move on and be able to play at the next level. Got it. Yeah. Okay. In the, in the last four years, Michigan Premier has had a meteoric rise. I mean, it's, it's really incredible what's happened and how quickly it's happened. Like, this is your chance to kind of brag what separates you from other uh, AAU programs in the state of Michigan. Yeah, when we started Michigan Premier, we very intentionally wanted to be different than some of the other clubs that are out there. So, um, you know, first and foremost, we wanted it to be a fam family atmosphere. So the families and the kids that are in the program are just phenomenal. And we really see this kind of as a, a team or a group effort to try to help these kids get to the next level. And so, you know, that kind of family atmosphere creates, I believe, something special and, and something that the kids and the parents enjoy being a part of and want to be a part of. Um, but then on the basketball side of it, I'm a big believer in fundamentals. And, you know, I, we knew going in that 
our girls were, you know, especially when we play the big national EYBL programs, you know, our girls are never going to be the biggest or the strongest or the fastest on the floor. And so we had to be able to do something different from some of these other clubs that draw from much, much larger areas. And so we're very, very fundamentally based. Um, we believe that all kids should be able to play, you know, all positions. And we really hone in on those fundamentals starting at a young age, but then we continue that all the way up through that open division. Um, and then on top of that, we play what we consider a different style of basketball. And, and we get a lot of compliments on that from college coaches because it's not always super typical anymore, um, especially when you, you know, are playing against those, those high level EYBL teams. But, you know, we're a big believer in playing um, good basketball. We're moving the ball, we're sharing the ball, we're finding the best opportunity and the, the highest percentage shot on the floor. And, you know, we're able to beat these good teams, not because we're necessarily faster or stronger, but because we play very, very smart um, and we play to our strengths. And that's kind of what we preach from, from a very young age. And, you know, by the time they get to high school, it's uh, second nature to them. So that's, that's really probably what has set us apart from a lot of other clubs throughout the state and, and Midwest. Yeah, you can see that through social media, just with the way your girls tweet, the pictures they send out, the family type photos where it's more about the meals together after and the, the off court stuff almost with the way they run their social media, the girls and so many of your high school coaches that are in your program, they tweet just as much about premieres as they do their own programs. So you sense that from uh, your social media. Yeah, it is. You know, and I think that's that's another thing that we really felt was very important. I mean, obviously, we're trying to build basketball players and we're trying to get them to the next level basketball sense. But the flip side of all that, these are relationships and friendships that these kids are going to build and have hopefully forever. And and you see that, you know, with these girls as as they leave, you know, the 2020s that left last year and the 2021s that are graduating this year. I mean, these girls are in tears when they realize that mm -hmm. that it's coming to an end. And and that is far more to do with the relationships and the bonds that they've created. Right. <laughs> That's, great That's very cool. So I know you, the program's grown a ton, um, but whether they like it or not, it seems like the open gold team has really become the face of the program, especially right now with, I know it seems like every weekend you guys are putting up great performances in, in big time tournaments. Do you mind telling us a little bit about some of the girls on that team and their skill sets and where they're from? Yeah, absolutely. So the the Open Gold team has kind of been the flagship team from the start, and they really started this process last season, and it's rolled into this season. Obviously, that um, they, they are they are kind of the the focal point of the program for sure. They get a lot of attention. You know, it is the top team in the program, and it's you know where other players in the program are striving to get to by their last season. So it started with. Four core girls. Um, those core girls are the girls that I've had since fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Um, it's three 2021s and a 2022. And then we kind of have girls that are younger and girls that are older that have been on the team as well. So that core group starts with the 421s. So the first one is Ella Stemmer. She plays at Celine High School. She is their top player, one of the one of the top players over, you know, on the east side of the state. And she's just an incredible player. Her work ethic is, you know, off the charts, great attitude. She currently has well over 10 Division One offers from schools kind of on the East Coast and south of us. She's got one from Navy, which is kind of unique and a new one for us. 
She has not decided. She got several from the GLIAC as well. So she is undecided still at this point, has not committed. We have a couple more tournaments to go. So I think she's going to kind of ride it out to the end. Um, then I have three other 21s. So Shay Tripp plays at Michigan Center. She was part of Michigan Center's team that, you know, went all the way to the Breslin a few years ago. She is also just phenomenal. She plays much, much larger than what she actually is. She likes to guard the biggest girl on the floor. She is sneaky um, and deceptive and, and kind of baits players under the rim and is just almost lethal when she catches the ball in the paint just because her footwork is great and, and her skill set on the basket is is just phenomenal. She um, had several offers and has recently committed to play at Wayne State. Super excited. She absolutely loves that coach and, and created that bond with that coach and um, ended up committing right at the end of high school season. So not too long ago. The third one is Avery Cabana. So she plays at Grass Lake. Um, she's my daughter. She committed to uh, Grand Valley State a couple years ago as a sophomore. She's kind of that well-rounded player. She definitely plays the point guard position. It's extremely smart on the court, can see the whole court and makes incredible passes. Um, but she's also pretty versatile in how she can score. She range is, is really kind of what sets her apart. She's almost would chew that mid-range over getting all the way to the rim sometimes. But same thing with Shay. They both had Division One offers, and, and they chose to play Division Two. And I think a lot of that in part is, um, you know, the relationships that they have with those coaches. Mike and Phil are phenomenal at Grand Valley, and, and Avery really wants to go play with them. She believes in their um, their philosophies and, and kind of made that decision early on. So, um, And then the fourth 21 is Maya Hiram. She plays at Onstead High School. She plays much bigger than, than what she actually is. She is our rebounder for sure. She's phenomenal under the basket. She's able to defend and score girls that are much larger than her. She's create a lot of buzz kind of down in that Onstead area is, is probably the top player that's ever gone through um, Onstead. Wow. And she has recently committed to um, Ferris State. So she too had some division one offers. Actually, all of them had some division, several division one offers and they all opted to, to go into the GLIAC. So, and I think that is, you know, another thing that kind of sets us apart as well is that I really preach to the girls to find that perfect match, that it's not about how high you can go. It's finding, you know, a, a program and a school that, that fits your philosophy and where you'd be happy even if you weren't playing ball. So um, all three of them decided to go into the GLIAC. So they'll, they'll actually play against each other, you know, in the yeah, years to come, which that. will be fun. <laughs> yeah. So those are my 21s. And then I have one um, 22 that has been with us since the start, and that's Lexi Bargasser. She also plays at Grass Lake with me. And I've had her, you know, from the start with all of them, and she's always played up. Lexi is crazy athletic. Um, she obviously, you know, won the state track championship last year. Um, her vertical jump is off the charts and, you know, she just has just some incredible natural athletic ability. And then when you pair that with her basketball skill sets that she has and, and she is um, competing at a very, very high level. And she's one that, you know, this season um, getting started, her recruiting has just really gone off the charts. And she is now, um, she's broken into the Big Ten, the Big East, um, the ACC, and, and several different um, Power Five conferences. So um, she, and she's got a whole nother year to go. So she is, she's an incredible player as well. Um, also runs a point guard position for me um, and is extremely versatile in how she scores. Her first step is, is crazy fast. <laughs> it's hard to defend. So, um, so those are, are really the core group. 
So last year, I also had several girls that graduated that that were with this group as well that really started kind of the noise that this team was making. You know, Alana from Springport, um, Elze from Michigan Center, and then Josie Bontrager from Northwest. And so all of those girls also went and played um, either in the GLIAC or, or um, at the NAIA level. And then I have three 2022s that played with us this year, um, which is Gabby Luchka from Grass Lake, Hillary Griffin from Western, and um, Gwen from Stockbridge. And all three of those girls are really having a great recruiting year. A um, couple of them, Hillary and, and uh, Gabby, both have offers at the division one and two levels, um, but their recruiting is starting to take off and, and they've garnished a lot of interest because of the success that we've had this season. So um, there's, there's big things in their future coming as well. Wow. Yeah. I, I, you got if you got a spot on your staff, maybe where I could like just, just try to rate, <laughs> try, try to raise my winning percentage as I get up and up in years, maybe it can, uh, I could be the ball boy or something, but that's, I also have a feeling if we, if we keep this thing going and we do a, a dream draft for girls basketball in a couple of years, a few of these young ladies might be on our squad. I just, uh, just throwing that out there. Yeah, oh, yeah, they are. We uh, we we definitely like to win. There, there's no about that. No doubt about that. And I will say, <laughs> these girls they don't lose well. So that's the flip side <laughs> of this is. We have learned to lose gracefully and, and, you know, with each loss, obviously we look at what we did wrong and, and the improvements that we need to make for the next game, but they, they don't lose well. <laughs> well, hey, uh, Andrew, I got a question for you. So, you know, comparing yeah. high school basketball with AAU basketball is something that has gone on forever and will continue to go yeah. on forever. And one sometimes has to take what a, what a high school only coach or an AAU only coach says with a grain of salt because they really haven't walked in the other's shoes. But you, sure. but you have a unique perspective since you do both. So I'm kind of interested in what are your thoughts on the similarities and differences between high school and AAU basketball, but also how a coach like yourself uh, should go about, you know, your approach toward uh, the two, because you obviously maybe have a different approach coaching a high school group than you would an AAU group. I think that, you know, they're obviously not the same. There, there are some differences to them. And, you know, I always tell everybody one's not better than the other. They're just different and that's okay. Um, I do think that, you know, on the AAU side of it, um, it's a little bit more intense. Um, it's certainly a little bit longer of a season. You do have your diehards in there that want to be in a gym and want to train and love basketball. And, you know, they're very, very goal oriented and plan on getting the next level. But we also have at the, a at the AU level, especially within Michigan Premier, the majority of the girls in the program play multiple sports. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they run track, they play volleyball they're playing multiple sports and we encourage it and, and enjoy it. Actually, we think it, it helps our players. So I think there sometimes is a big stigma. Some people like to have this clash between the two. And, and I really don't think there is. I think that the two work very well hand in hand. I think that they help each other. I think that, you know, the girls that play AAU are obviously strong varsity players when they come back to their varsity coaches and vice versa. Um, personally with me, I run both sides very um, similar, um, if the truth be known. I really like what you said about um, the girls in your program trying to find the right fit. Yeah. You know, there's so many things about the girls 
uh, game that is better than the boys that people don't want to admit. And that, I think that's one of them. I mean, I, I mean, obviously girls are a lot more mature than boys. <laughs> that's yeah. a huge plus. And I, I found that, you know, in my years being a, a high school girls coach a long time ago and, and a boys coach, I feel like girls keep things so much more in perspective with their future. I, and I don't know if that's because boys get caught up in the ego or, or what that is, or it's just a maturity thing. But yeah. I really like hearing you say that too, that you guys promote that. Cause I do think that's what, another thing that separates you and makes you guys better than so many programs out there is they, they push these D one yes. offers cause they want to sell their program. Yes. And uh, so that's really nice to hear. And I think one of the things too, that, you know, talking about things that separate you guys, you have a great situation facility wise. Yes. And, um, you got the Michigan sports facility of Jackson. I, I know a lot of us know it as the rack, mm-hmm. you know, th- that type of thing, that relationship allows you to have that home base. And I think that's why a lot of uh, travel programs struggles. They don't have one. Do you see that being like kind of a long-term plan for you guys? Yes, definitely. So we've been very blessed in that sense from the start that, you know, when, when we first started Michigan Premier and they gave us a very large sponsorship to kind of get it off the ground. So we were extremely appreciative for that. And um, obviously we ran the program out of there since it's um, changed ownerships. Now Bruce Freshcorn owns it and he has big plans for that building where he plans to expand. He's already done some just incredible things as far as upgrades and, and things like that. So um, that has been something that that I consider myself very, very fortunate to have because we're not struggling for gym time. We're not sharing courts. We're not struggling like some of the other programs are. So, you know, all of my girls and my teams have full court practices twice a week and, you know, at times that are not crazy early or crazy late. And, you know, we're always guaranteed court time. And and that is something that to me is priceless. And, you know, we do pay obviously to be in there and, um, you know, we do pay a little bit higher cost to be in there, but for me, it's, you know, it's extremely important and you almost can't put a price on it, especially during basketball season, because at that point, you know, courts are very, very scarce in the community. So, um, and, and we take, you know, Bruce takes very good care of us and, and we try to take very good care of him. It kind of goes back to that same family oriented idea. So, um, you know, I still run all of my summer clinics out of there in the summer when, you know, maybe I could rent high school gyms cheaper, um, but we choose to stay there because, you know, again, because he takes such good care of us. So it is, it is our home facility and, and that is, that's where we practice and the girls view it as their home as well. So it's, that's been definitely a blessing um, with all of this. Yeah, that's, that's what a great bonus that is. It is. It really is. Yeah, it's awesome not have to worry about that. So in terms of the administrative side, um, when it comes to running Michigan Premier, do you have some assistants that you share the responsibilities with or is it all on your shoulders? Oh, goodness. I, I, I joke all the time saying I, I need a secretary. Um, it is administratively, it is me. It is all me. Um, and it is becoming quite a bit at times. But again, I have, I have incredible coaches, um, you know, other people within the program that um, definitely are constantly asking, you know, what they can do to help. And, um, you know, they have just lots of them have stepped up. I mean, Dawn Hitt is who is Western's JV coach, you know, this summer, especially throughout COVID, she has just been incredible as, as we have rescheduled and re, you know, redone finances, restructured teams based on, you know, the level of comfort that families have. And it's been, it's been kind of a whirlwind and, and exhausting at times. And she just has stepped up and helped immensely. So even though I don't necessarily have other paid positions, you know, paid positions in the program, I have just, 
an immense amount of supportive people that surround me. And that's that a huge part of the reason for, you know, the overall success. Andrea, you know, with, with all you with all you have going on basketball wise, it seems, uh, I guess, logical that your entire family uh, would have some interest in the sport as well. We know we know yeah. about we know about Avery since she's part of the uh, the Open Gold team and your Grass Lake team. But can you tell yeah. us about your other family members and their ties to basketball? Um, so yes, we are. We're very uh, basketball oriented. Um, we we definitely like sports in general, and and my kids have always played a lot of sports throughout the years. But as they as they grow, they have all seemed to kind of hone in on basketball. So which is clearly perfectly fine with me, seeing how I I prefer that sport, I guess, over every other sport. But um, so I, my oldest is, is Gracie and she went to Grass Lake as well. Um, I coached her, her final senior season at Grass Lake. So that was fun. Um, She now plays at Spring Arbor University. um, And that's actually kind of how I kind of got to know Josh uh, pretty well is when Gracie was in high school, she, you invited her to come train and, and work out, you know, with you throughout the summer, which was just incredible and, and kind of started that relationship, you know, I think between our families, but so she, she plays at Spring Arbor and, and has been there for the last three years. She'll be a senior this year. And, and that, you know, has been great experience for her. Spring Arbor is a, is a, is a phenomenal school. It's kept her close to home. And I think that was something that was extremely important to her and it allowed her to, to come out debt-free, which is just a bonus. And, uh, um, you know, so we'll be able to watch her one more year before it's all said and done. And then I have a feeling that I'm hoping that she will show up on the coaching side of things within Premier at some point when she's done with grad school. So um, she's my oldest. And then I have my first son is Joey, and he will actually be a freshman this year. Um, he's going to actually play basketball for Trope and Chelsea, which we're, we're super excited about. He uh, is I'm pr- I'm probably the most excited about that. <laughs> I don't I don't know about that. We uh, it, it has been. I mean, obviously we, it, we we're only in the summer here, but but so far it has been an absolutely amazing experience. So um, you know, my level of respect for Josh and what he does in Chelsea is is off the charts as well. And and he clearly has a phenomenal program there. The 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 way that the boys have accepted Joey and embraced him into their 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 team and their program, but also their personal lives has just been um, nothing short of amazing, to be honest with you. It has been nothing short of amazing. And we are absolutely so excited about the season coming up. So he, and he also plays for the family. He's, he's kind of bounced around a little bit this, this season because the family did not play um, once COVID hit. So he's picked up on the storm team, which has been great. And um, he's going to actually pick up on the reach team this weekend as well. So it's kind of given him an opportunity to spread his wings and play for some different coaches and meet some different players out there. So that's kind of where he's at. And then I have my youngest one who will be a fourth grader in Grass Lake. And he also is very basketball oriented. He currently plays for Bates Fundamentals um, out of the Detroit area. So um, they, they, they like basketball. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> that's, quite a, that's quite a juggling act in itself, let alone uh, what, you, what you do professionally, but just your family. Uh, at any time, you might have two or three of them in a gym somewhere playing. So that, that's, that's quite, the, quite the deal there. 
Oh yeah, we it's we actually have oh we our goal was to never miss any of our kids' games or have to have somebody at every one of their games and and so far so good. Uh, we've had to send grandma a couple times <laughs> to Gracie's <laughs> right, games, right. but but somebody is always there supporting her. So um, and and this year obviously you know with COVID it's made it that's one thing that's made it a little bit that the season was, you know, a little bit less than what it might've been normally. And so we were able to get it done this season coming up between Avery's varsity, Joey at Chelsea, and then Gracie at Spring Arbor well, that'll be a challenge, but we'll, we'll see. So far so good. We've, we've managed, we, we have a pretty good support system around us with grandparents and uh, friends. Good. So it, we somehow just make it happen. Very good. Andrew, I, I, I want to ask you one more question too is, you know, as a mom of two daughters and a former athlete yourself, I mean, do you feel that it's it's overly important to have female coaches on staffs? And and I know obviously you're a very successful female coach, and and I know that in the sport right now, that's it's a hot topic. You know, yep. Muffet McGraw came out a year ago and said, "Hey, we need more female role models." Yep. And I and I gotta imagine you have an opinion about that as a mother of two daughters. Oh yeah. That, it's definitely a hot topic and it comes up a lot. You know, I have, especially talking to, you know, female college coaches, you know, they'll talk about girl power and keep what you're doing. And, you know, I think there's validity in every, in, in both sides of it, to be honest with you. I mean, if you look across um, the coaches that I have within premier and then even the assistants that I have at grass Lake, there are a ton of, of men. And so I think that both genders really bring something special to the table and, and something different. And I think that both sides are important. And so for me, it's about the balance. Um, I, I really try to balance the coaching bench and, and the program with, um, you know, people that not only bring in different strengths and different weaknesses, but, you know, also different personalities and different outlooks. So I, I think it's important to have female um, coaches. I do. I think that they are able to connect differently to female players, but I really value, you know, having men involved and on the bench as well. I think that, you know, they can be intense sometimes and, and sometimes they bring even a calmer um, atmosphere to to the bench. So um, I'm a big believer in having both for sure. Yeah. That, yeah. That balance is key. Yep. I agree. Yep. That's a great point. Yep. Yep. Okay. Andrea, I tell you, we're, uh, we, we could talk for hours with you about this stuff, today, <laughs> but uh, just want to let you know, we really appreciate you spending time with us today. And we also look forward to, to following the, the Michigan premier teams, the, your grass Lake program, and definitely the cabana kids in, in the future. So, uh, well, thank you. <laughs> we wish you luck and, and, and take care. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Okay. Thank you. Wow. That that was great to get to know Andrea a little bit. In a a very short period of time, she has really impacted girls basketball in this area. Yeah, I was really impressed. Not only, you know, talking about the players she had, obviously a lot of talent there, but the approach they take with the family approach, all the teams going to the same places, having such great high school coaches, part of her program, you know, she kept talking about how the staff is so key. And then obviously having a facility to practice out of, you yep. know, those are all things, you know, as, as many people know, you, you know, Derek, yourself and myself and coach Moffitt from Northwest and, and many other key coaches in the area. We're going to start our, our Michigan Flyers program next spring. And, and that's really going to be the focus of, of our program is, you know, if, if, I guess if anything, we're just going to copy what Premier is doing, but the, the boys' side of things. So we're really excited about that, and and I loved hearing that that has been a success for them. 
Yeah, and it's it, it's amazing too. I mean, just the the amount of talent that they put together in that very small radius that they're dealing with too. I think she said to me they they go about a sixty mile radius is the you know someone who comes the furthest. But that team that that open goal team, their kids really from that immediate area, and, and they're really a lot of fun to watch and to follow as well. So. Okay, be, uh, before we go, we're going to have a little fun with AAU basketball along the lines, I guess, of AAU bingo and share the funniest thing we've seen on Twitter recently regarding AAU basketball. And I'm going to go first. Uh, mine comes from a tweet by a guy named William Payne, who is a JUCO coach in New York. And he tweets, at an AAU event today, the organizers have done a phenomenal job of enforcing social distancing. Kudos for that. But the amount of do him, I'm sorry, do him, take him, he can't guard you, he's baby food, and he's too little from parents made me want to close my head in the door. I'm sorry, but that just, that just kills me. So, oh, God. Uh, Derek, that, go, that goes back to Derek's uh, idea that AU's one-on-one. <laughs> Derek, anything catch your eye on social media uh, recently? Yeah, actually, this week uh... – it was, again, it was uh, a tweet that doesn't actually have to do with AAU, but uh, they had mentioned AAU bingo in the tweet, which is how I came across it. It was by Al Baker. And uh, it's actually, they're saying, their comment was, is Little League bingo a thing? And they got a picture of uh, what must be in a, a coach or an assistant coach warming up a, a, a kid in between innings. So he's, you know, he's in a stance, he's crouched down, he's got his catcher's mitt on. He's got a little flat bill. It's kind of turned sideways a little bit, and he is straight up on the cell phone as he's warming the kid up. So I'm not sure how he's throwing the ball back to the pitcher, but he must put the phone down then or put it in his glove. But, yeah, that, that was uh, I thought that was an interesting one for a little, oh, little league bingo. Good That's stuff. Outstanding. Josh, That's outstanding. Josh, what about you? No, you know, I, I saw the tweet you shared, and I, I just I, – I didn't find anything myself – but man, did that hit home because you, you hear those parents in the crowd just going crazy. And it's also what makes it fun about playing in those games, you know, and, and Derek, you made me realize that, yeah, that, that is a thing that, you know, people don't want to talk about that, but little league bingo is just as big of a deal. Team <laughs> kids jump in teams, different uniforms. You know, I swear these kids need birth certificates at all these tournaments, boys, basketball and baseball. But uh, yeah, no, that, that stuff's outstanding, Matt. I love that tweet though. That's great. That's great. You know, I, I wanted to point out, you know, we're getting a, a really nice following right now and a, and a great listener base. And for those of you that are out there listening and, and we appreciate your support and how loyal you've been and, and reaching out to us to tell us, you know, what we need to be better at. And not only that, but what we're doing well. So please, if you're following us, subscribe, rate us, leave comments on Apple Podcasts, um, or if you're more of a Spotify listener, please follow us there and, and spread the word through social media. Let people know, you, you know, that we're out here to su- support and promote athletes in the Ann Arbor area very good and we're having a blast doing it anyway that that concludes this episode of coach speak Derek and Josh it was a pleasure as usual we appreciate everyone listening in and uh, look forward to next time when Dexter's Colin Parachek a standout in both basketball and football stops by to chat with us until then stay safe mask up and peace